Hello there. Um, thanks for coming to the virtual cafe. I'm your host, Shagilola Salami. Um, I'm also an author. How are you? What would you like to drink today? Um, I'm kind of in the mood for chamomile, so I'll have a chamomile with honey. Oh, thank you. Would you like anything else with that? Hmm, let's see. Any? If, do you have any biscotti? I would love some biscotti. <laughs> I skipped breakfast, so I'm a little hungry. Oh dear, okay. Well, I've got the most delicious, really soft and tender um, banana, homemade banana cookie. So it's oh. not a flat, dry biscuit, but it's a nice, soft one that just sort of melts in your mouth and it's made with homemade ingredients and none of those oh. fancy, you know, chemical filled biscuits. So would you like a couple of those to go with Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Absolutely. We've got a little bit of human labor, yeah, or child labor going on in our virtual cafe. I've got my little human, so because she's a little human, it might take her a few minutes to climb on the stool and prepare it. But, you know, we need to get them starting on labor. Now, let them understand what the working market is like. So please just bear with us while she gets your order ready. Sounds good. It, you know, a little work will make her naps that much more special. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so while she's getting your order ready, so what's your name? My name is Tara Woods Turner, and uh, I currently live in New York City, and I'm a writer and an etiquette consultant. Oh, nice. Etiquette consultant. What is that? Yes. Uh, well, an etiquette consultant um, takes on clients to teach them um, manners, best practices, whether it's individual lessons or business lessons. Um, because good manners seems like it's something that's just, you know, natural. We all know to show respect for one another. Um, but sometimes it's a little more involved than that. And sometimes your, your, your natural inclination might not be the best fit for certain social or business situations. So, ah. so, so yeah, that, that's what we do. Oh. Did you say you're an author as well? Yes. Yes. So what, what book have you written? Um, uh, my book, which was uh, just released, uh, actually um, on the 9th was its release, is Beyond Good Manners, How to Raise a Sophisticated Child. Ooh. Well, we know, <laughs> we know who wants, we would like to become sophisticated, this little madame. We're getting to become a junior barrister. <laughs> oh, absolutely, darling. She'll have no choice, I'm sure. Yes. Especially, she'll be well-read, which is, you know, a very important component to sophistication, as you know, so... Oh, yes, yes. And I, and I absolutely, of course, um, like I highlight in the book, you know, I absolutely believe that parents should start when their children are very young. Um, yes. Because a lot of people have an idea of what sophistication is, and they, and they always think of it in adult terms. But mm. sophistication, honestly, at its essence, it's basically, it, 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 it evolves around the concept of being aware Mm. Of being responsible, being mature, and just mm. making choices that reflect your desire to be your best self. Mm. Mm. So, you know, it's not necessarily about, you know, the latest fashion or, you know, um, being seen in the best restaurants, etc. It's yeah. more about a, a very personalized, very <clears throat> individual journey towards constant learning and self-improvement. Um, yes. that, that's what makes a sophisticated person. And that's absolutely what we want for our children. So I, I don't, I don't think it's ever too young to start and it no. promotes self-esteem. And then that's reflected in the way they treat others. 
Hmm, 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 hmm. No, that's, that sounds that sounds interesting. Well, I guess I need to start reading that one then, you know, to help my little I, human. I highly recommend the book. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, good, thanks. But, but it, yeah. also, it also has a lot of fun uh, suggestions and ideas and activities for parents to do with their children. Mm. And I think, um, I think a lot of parents will find <clears throat> that it's, it's incorporating the, the ideals that, that I just mentioned in a way that's, that's so fun and so yeah. engaging that it doesn't even feel like, like learning or teaching. And that's really, really when we learn the most, when we're, yes. not even, we're enjoying ourselves so much that we don't really know it. Yeah, no, no, which is which is good because I think in the uh, in London here, or in the, should I say in the UK, there's this whole, and I've I've not gotten my head around it completely. Which you know, again, as, as a mom, I'm sort of learning um, because my little human, she's 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 less than two, um, yeah. and it's called the Early Years Foundation Program. Early mm -hmm. years. Um, yeah, so basically, it's sort of like learning through play. So they have all these different. So for instance, you know. When we've got TV um, apps on my TV, um, which, you know, they have all the phonics and the different things. And, mm -hmm. you know, even though she's one, you know, sometimes, you know, and for me, it's all amazing. And I don't know if it's the norm because I only have one little human. But right. for me, it's really amazing because, you know, when they go, if you're happy and, you know, clap your hands. And this little one-year-old, you know, she then knows to clap her hands and then she bounces her feet. And I'm like, wow. Okay. It's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. The capacity that they have to learn and children learn they well they learn at of course they learn at different rates but the rate at which they learn in the first five years oh is actually gosh. never duplicated at any other point in their lives but yeah. for some reason we've convinced ourselves that we need to just give them little pieces of information no. um and in and basically it's not that we're inhibiting them but we're not giving them a chance to to explore ideas or see what they can do. Because trust yes. me, when a child has had enough input, they, yes. they will shut down and you don't have to worry about, you know, yes. giving them too much information. But we yeah. we, we, sh we should go by, we, we really should kind of go by the child. When hmm. a child is engaged, when they're enjoying the experience, like you said, your daughter was clapping her hands and stomping her feet. Yeah. And if she'd had too much stimulation, then you would know it. She would be fussy or a little irritable. And then, of course, you know, okay, it's it's time to, to shut it down. But yeah. we really should let their own enthusiasm be an indication of, of you know, how willing they are to, to take on new experiences. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So does your book cover all of that? It does. We we really we really tried to to cover all of the at least the foundation, the principle. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. We really tried to cover um, the the basic foundations uh, behind the the ideals in the book. Yeah. And mm. because we feel, <laughs> I'm trying to pretend like that's not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a virtual cafe. I'm not even very technical. I wouldn't even begin to know how to turn off the ringer. And my husband's not here, so. So um, what ringer is that? On on my phone. Is that, is that you're like, oh, right, okay. Right. No, um, but. Um, Can you be rude to the person and just sort of take it out? <laughs> Actually, that is genius. I, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I totally should have thought of that. Thank you. 
Thank you. Wow, Please do not, do not show this to the person who come and hunt me down. How dare you tell this woman to disconnect them yeah. all? <laughs> you not see that was a teaching moment. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, um, yeah, we we do we covered in the book and and we we basically just wanted to lay out the foundations and give parents just an angle to think about as far as you know because children don't just turn into the person that you want them to be. You have to raise them and kind of prune them and, and point them in the right direction. Yes. And of course, leading by example is the most important thing that we can do for our kids. Yeah. But also when we have a clear idea of where we want to be, we know the direction to go and mm. we know the steps to take. So that's what we kind of do. Um, we give parents kind of a, a roadmap yeah. And then because each family is different, we know that they'll take the advice and they'll go in their own direction. Yes. And that's that's very much what we wanted. We didn't want to to preach to parents or, yes. you know, have all the answers, but but just basically to help them lay the foundation. OK, no, that's that's good. Thanks. Thanks for that. Now, um, if you go on Wikipedia, um, it defines writing style as the manner in which an author choo uh, chooses to write to his or her readers. Um, a style reveals both the writer's personality and voice, but it also shows how he or she perceives the audience. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I mean, what is your take on this as an author? Uh, what are the different styles, you know, a writer can choose, you know, when writing his or her book? Right. Um, well, personally, I, I do. I, I, I very much agree with, with what you just said, because um, the, the, the style that the writer chooses when he's approaching, you know, a project, it says as much about him as it does the story he's trying to tell. Mm. And, and from what I, uh, and this is true for myself as well, but from my, from what I gather from, you know, talking to other authors is when they're conceptualizing the story or mm. actually with most writers, the story just sort of just occur, it just, you know, occurs to us. The story kind of writes itself or the concept. Yeah. But it's already in the voice that it will eventually be written in. Mm. And so I think it's very much tied to what we want to say. Um, some books are, are best from a, a first person point of view, mm. which actually requires more skill. It's a lot harder to write well in first person. It's easy to write in first person, but it's harder to do it well because mm. as, the, as the voice or as the narrator, you have to be able to, to, to properly, I guess, calibrate your interior, you know, monologue or your, your own narration or your script. You have to do it in such a way as to be able to convey information to your readers mm. from outside of yourself. So you have to be able to say, for example, what's going on in the small town around you, all the different people that live in the town you're writing the murder mystery in. And you have to do it in such a way as for it to make sense that you came about this knowledge because it's first person. It so can I just, sorry, can I just sorry, say that now I'm only a virtual barrister. I don't really know much about these things. So what exactly is first person point of view? Like I, I'm, I'm just finding it really confusing. Oh, well, first person point of view is when the writer would say I. Um, ah, right. I so basically the character is the, the reader is the character. So yes, absolutely. Ah. Yes, that's first person point of view. And um, like if I wrote a book and said, you know, I woke up this morning and it was, you know, raining outside and I had a terrible headache and then I heard a gunshot. Well, ah. 
so as you can see that the benefit of writing from first person is you completely have the reader. You're completely, yes. you're completely one with the reader because they literally know everything that you're thinking and feeling and doing. Yes. Because it's told from your point of view. You're almost like partners with your reader. So it can, mm. create, it can create a sense of intimacy and an emotional bond yeah. that's, that really can tie your reader into the story. They, they end up caring about everything you mm. care about. Um, yes. So <clears throat> in, in the one sense, that's, I think that's its biggest benefit. But again, it's, it's kind of tricky because it's so easy to, to kind of go off track or to lose the credibility that you've established with your readers. If, if I'm writing first person and there's a murder mystery in my, in my small town, hmm. and then I say, and, and the sheriff went home and told his wife, we're never going to solve this mystery. Well, how do I know that? I'm, you know, I'm one of the persons that lives in the town, but I don't know what the sheriff told his wife at home. Mm. So, I'm, so if you're not careful, you can you can write scenes that aren't really believable because you know, you're stuck in that one person's point of view. So it requires a lot of, a lot of skill. Mm, so, and then that's of course, interesting. It is, it is. And, but when it's done well, it is, it is the most amazing. I think it's, it's the most incredible writing style one, because it, it it's hard to do it very well. The, the, the writers who do it best really are at the top of their game. But mm -hmm. also, it's very rewarding because, again, you're very much a part of everything that's going on. Uh, for example, uh, Catcher in the Rye, the narrator is uh, Holden Caulfield, and it's told in first-person <clears throat> point of view. And mm -hmm. his story is, is so bittersweet and so poignant. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's been on, it's probably one of the top 20 books, you know, in, in literature, you know, period. And it's because you really get pulled into his story because you feel like it's your story. And, mm. the, best, and the best first person uh, narration can do that. But then there's, there's also third person, which of course um, is, you know, and then he, he took a sharp turn and his car skidded off the road. So you're very much standing back and observing what's going on. Mm, mm. third person is is wonderful i think the the biggest benefit of that is you're able to report on things that you know the characters in the story necessarily don't have to be in that location mm, mm. You, you know so you pretty much have all knowledge in fact uh some people call it third person omniscient which means you you have you know all the cards you know everything that's going on yeah um, and I think a really good example of that, of course, is uh, Game of the Game of Thrones book yeah. by George R. R. Martin. You know, in fact, each chapter is a different character, so we know what's going on in in all of the realms and in you know all of the provinces. And it's a powerful way to include a lot of information. Mm, it's, mm. Um, so it's also you know a, 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 it's it's the most common uh, point of view that that. Uh, writers use the most common writing style. Um, I find that, that I, I, I tend to prefer third person. Yeah. I think that's probably because I'm a control freak and I want to know everything. <laughs> so if I can't, I can't leave a character say, you know, in this, in this setting, 
I mean, I can't, I can't be a character that's just in one setting and only tell that particular point of view. I want to know what's going on in the complete story arc so I can fill in my readers on, on, on all the relevant information. Mm. Yeah. It, it's the best way to get a lot of information across. Hmm, no, that that is really really interesting. No, thank you, thank you for that. See, um, I, I, I you know, you always hear these things first person, you know, third person, and right, didn't make no sense. So even look at it, the the little the little junior barrister, she's 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 having to put in her own inputs, um, it, as well. It actually sounds like the beginnings of little words there. <laughs> yes, she does. You know, because at the moment. You know, what does she say? She does a lot of boogie. So when, you know, there was a time when there was boogie in her nose and I was like, boogie. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's her thing. And then she goes, hi, you, hi, you. Oh, it's, I love it. My, my, um, my niece, she, she just, well, actually she, she turned one in January. Gosh, yeah. time is flying, but yeah. she's, she's saying her little words now and, I mean, the human language never sounded so beautiful than when a, a child is you know, exactly. saying the first little words. Yeah, exactly. I always feel like I should go and tell every call all my friends and go, oh, guess what? Little human is going, hi, you, hi, you. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. And in your book, um, one of your books is um, teaching people to count in yeah. another language so yeah. am, am I correct in, in guessing that your daughter is going to be bilingual oh hell yes yes definitely um, you know the thing is I read somewhere that um babies have their brain cells have this tenacity they are like a sponge and they can soak up information so much and you know I wish that if I could afford to I would take her and go and live in several countries maybe like spend three months a year in different absolutely. countries just right. so that she can then absorb so much of you know different languages because right. I think the world is becoming such a small place and you know it's condensed so much right with technology that it only just makes sense you know to learn as many languages and as many cultures as from you know different cultures um as possible absolutely oh my yeah. god you know I think you I think you did read my book <laughs> I think you did. We, we, we do. We discuss that. And, and it's, it, I mean, the benefits, there's just so many, I mean, the benefits are educational and, and social and cultural and, and psychological and even spiritual. I mean, um, yes. you're definitely, but you know, you can, you can um, watch cartoons and yes. with your daughter that are in other languages and the words are going to be very, very simple. Uh, and mm -hmm. the plots are going to be simple, so that's a, a really good way for her to learn languages. Yeah. I, mean, I, I the, my first introduction to Spanish was, was basically Dora the Explorer because I could follow along. So okay, okay, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good idea. So we could we could do that. So at the moment we sort of do a lot of um, English cartoons. Um, mm -hmm. And then I try to speak a bit of Yoruba to her. So I'm trying to make sure that as she grows. And I feel that now, even though she's only one, she's a bit bilingual now. So when I speak in Yor when I speak Yoruba to her, I think she understands it because when I tell her give me or take, she you know, and I'm not speaking in English, wow. she knows she knows what I'm saying. Um, and then when I speak in English as well, she knows what I'm saying. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'm actually making progress here. Exactly. Uh, 
So, yes, no, I think I definitely would consider giving, you know, the TV shows um, a go because, you know, with the phonics one, I think actually I should put, you know, phonics um, cartoons because then she can start picking up um, the words. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's true. Hmm, interesting. Thanks, thanks for that. So yeah. all, you, all you parents, if you, it's not about being bilingual anymore. It's about being multilingual. Right. It's, it's multilingual now. We don't want to just be bilingual. That's limited, you know, because if you think about it, right? So the way my head is programmed, I think, right? So French is spoken. There are lots of French, French-speaking countries, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to, so obviously the most important one, you need to know English. Well, so that's one. French is spoken in more than one, you know, it's not only in France, they speak French, they speak exactly. French in France, they speak French in Canada, and, you know, a lot of African-speaking countries, they, they right. speak French. So you need to know French. Uh, then you need to know it's almost impossible for you not to know at least one of the Asian, like, it, like Mandarin, Cantonese. Cantonese. You need to know. You need to know at least one of them, right? right. It's just you know they're taking over the world, you know, financially or technologically. So you just need to have to be able to speak one of them. Um, see, so that's that's three. Then you need to know what else again is important. Spanish. Yes, there's Spanish. You know, there are lots of Spanish-speaking countries, so it's right. important to be able to speak Spanish. I think. Um, so that's four. Uh, Yoruba, again, there are loads of Yoruba-speaking um, cultures, um, not just in Nigeria. So I think what in Brazil, Cuba, there are places where they speak Yoruba there. Um, so, yeah, so for me, at least, if you can speak at least five languages, you assess because then, <laughs> you know, 20, 20 years from now, when we're all, you know, little humans are in the job market and they're looking for, they're trying to compete, they can say, well, you know, you can send me, they can go <laughs> to a just I, to me people who are bilingual I think it's fascinating because I just speak English I mean I know uh, a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of French but just enough to make it back to the hotel if I ever got lost yeah. um, <laughs> and because if you you know if you don't use it you do lose it so yes so I think it's kind of fascinating you know yeah, but I think, you know, it's sort of good to just sort of start now and then put them in that environment where they're speaking. Because I learned French in school, but I've never lived in a French-speaking country. So I think at the moment I only know, like, bonjour and au revoir, right. you know, because I've never needed to speak French. So I think right. all the French I learned in school, I've forgotten most of it. Um, so if we, if we start now, then when they go in the job market, you know, they're able to then, you know, you know, say to their employer or if they wanted to then go and own their own business and make their business multinational um, corporations. That'd be that... an advantage. Exactly. Right. And that, because... that's even more important um, a reason for parents to expand their own social and cultural circles. Yes. Um, because, you know, your daughter will ostensibly, she'll have little playmates who, who speak different languages and it just keeps reinforcing the yes. things that you're teaching her, you know, now at home, it's, it's very much going to be uh, kind of a world without borders. I think in yes. the next few generations, yes. so you're, you're taking the right approach. Yes, no, definitely. Because I mean, at the moment now, you know, the EU is without borders. Um, and what I think you guys, you know, are you guys all without, I mean, I always think that America is a continent on of its own, but you know, that's, that's, <laughs> we're, pretty, yeah. I mean, we're pretty massive, but we, we do have a couple of, we do have neighbors, <laughs> but, right? It's, it's huge. Um, so do you guys have free, are you borderless with Canada and, and Mexico Ooh. or do you need visas? How does that work? With um, 
you do you don't need a visa, um, but you you do need a passport to go to Canada. Okay. That used to not be the case, but but now it is you know it is the case. Um, I would say maybe within the past seven years. Okay. Uh, my husband would know because you know he was uh, he grew up in Canada. He he would know better than I. But you do need a passport to go to Canada now, but it's still fairly uh, simple. Um, as for Mexico. Um, you don't need a passport to travel. I mean, people vacation in Mexico um, mm. quite easily, especially, you know, if they live in uh, Southern California or Texas. So mm. a passport is not really required. Um, okay, so basically you guys are more or less borderless. Right, very much so. Very yeah, much so, so. so you can imagine then that maybe the only thing that would sort of create a border is for places where that you're separated by water. And well, exactly, exactly. And, and there are some some geographical borders, you know, between uh, the United States and Canada, but but not not really, not necessarily. Mm. Um, because, I mean, if you're in Ontario, it's nothing just to drive into Michigan, you know, okay. for the weekend. So it's pretty, it's pretty porous border. Mm-hmm. So you can just imagine, you know, if this, in, in t- if today, you know, we are sort of started where a lot of places are borderless, you can imagine in, in 20 years time, there will be next to no borders, you know, it's just like free movement, you know, we all born into the earth, we all see it, so we can't really start making, la- laying claims to, oh, well, this is my piece when you're just going to die and leave it anyway, so exactly, it, exactly. it's going to be pretty much borderless in, in 20 years time, I think. They can come soon enough, don't you? Oh yes, I, I'm I'm waiting for that. Uh, right. But be, be well, that the has internet been. has helped with that, you know. I, I think the internet has kind of helped open up the world a lot more. Yes. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Um, I mean, okay. So just going back to you know what we were saying about writing styles. Um, what when you started out as an author, what was your first light bulb moment? So what is what is it that you know now that you wish? you knew before you started, you know, before you chose the, or rather, should I start your book? What writing style did you choose? And what did you wish, what would you wish that you knew then that you know now? Right. Um, well, our, our book is, uh, is a, parent, <laughs> is a parenting <laughs> book. So, yeah. so it very much was sort of uh, like an instructional book. Um, but we, it, there were places in the book where we, we very much did use first person. So um, I wrote the book with my husband. So there were uh, passage in, passages in the book where we would say, we, you mm. know, we want you to know, or we would like to say to you. Um, right. But we, 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 we kept it very limited because it, we basically just wanted to put the information out there. Yes. We didn't want to be, a, we didn't want to get in the way of, of the information. Yeah. So, but sometimes it can give the book a little bit of warmth, a little humanity. Mm. <laughs> so so I guess technically we, we used a first person uh, yes. point of view my my first book or my, my first story I wrote in the fourth grade mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we had to write it was I was in the fourth grade we had to write a story uh, for our language arts class just a short story yeah I wrote a I wrote a story about all the toys now this was before toy story came out okay and we would, you know, before we knew that toys really do get along, but all the, all the toys in Santa's uh, sack were yeah. having their own little conversations and they, you know, they had their own little world going. Mm. So I just wrote about their little conversations and I was, I was really lucky because it, my, my, my teacher really liked the story mm. and she um, asked 
the vice principal, if I could read the story to the second graders during their Christmas party. They had a little holiday party. Oh, right. So I so that was my first speaking engagement. I got to read my story to the to the second graders, and they were just really captivated by the story. And I was I was, I was pretty much overwhelmed. Oh, that's nice. People can, you know, take an, take an idea and flesh it out, and other people really like it. Yes. This is amazing, and, and I've been writing ever since. Oh, wow. I, guess, I think what I, you say, what, what would I wish I'd known in my hmm. earlier writing days? I yes. think, I, I very much believe that you should write the book you want to read. Yes. You know, if it's not out there, then write it. And I wish hmm. I, I wish I'd known that sooner, because... In every book I've read in my life, I think I've always been looking for something. Mm. And with some books, you find it and, it, and it's exquisite. It's sublime when you find that book that just speaks to you. Yes. Um, and I wish I'd known earlier that, you know, I have as much power to write my story, to tell my truth, you know, as the people who wrote books that, that spoke to me did. And it's kind of intimidating because as a writer, we're also readers. And there's so many books that we love that often I feel like, you know, I don't have the right to, to write a novel or a book because whoa, 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 so many people have done it better. Say what you say, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? <laughs> yes. So the other day, right, and there was this quote or saying or something, and I can't remember what I'm going to call it, but I'm just going to explain it the way <laughs> that it made sense to me. So someone, I think I was reading something along the question that you were asking, right? You know, you were saying that, you know, well, so many people have written, it's kind of like when there's been so many vampire stories have been written and so on, right? So right. think about this, right? If all the others, so for instance, right, let's say when KFC came into the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Nando's or Burger King or any of the other chains thought, well, there's already KFC. Let's just let's just give in the towel. You know, there's just no point in competition. Right. I know where you're going with this. I like it. Yeah. So you know, they won't be there. So I don't know if you guys have Nando's there. I'm assuming you do. But you know, if when Nando's came to the UK, they could easily have said, well, there's KFC in in, in London. You know, so we shouldn't really bother. You know, they people already like KFC, so you know, we shouldn't just bother. Exactly. You're, then you wouldn't have Nando's. Exactly. So the fact that there are a thousand and one other people doing exactly right. the same thing, it does not stop you from doing what you want to do. The exactly. only question you should ask yourself is, what can I do differently? Exactly. Uh, you sound like my husband. He, <laughs> that's exactly what he, he tells me. Um, because I'll, I'll read, a, like, I think I've read Jane Eyre maybe nine times maybe oh, well it's my all-time favorite book and every time I read it I can't write for a month I'm just like how can anyone ever write anything better than that and my husband says well what if Jane Eyre felt that way after she read you know Shakespeare then we wouldn't have you know we wouldn't exactly. have exactly I mean uh Charlotte Bronte we wouldn't have Jane Eyre and he's right he's right um but but I, I do wish I'd learned that lesson a little sooner. There's there's no telling what I would would have written. But well, now um, you know, though, and that's the most important thing. Now, and that's and that's actually um, the reason that we wrote uh, Beyond Good Manners: How to Be a Sophisticated Parent. Because yes. when I would look for parenting books, 
similar mm. to that. The only thing I could find were books on teaching your children good manners or child etiquette. And mm. I said, well, that's, that's great. You know, obviously I, I, um, I know the importance of teaching children good manners. I said, but what happens when they've, they've learned those lessons? Yes. We need to take them to the next level because, mm. you know, most parents instill those principles of respect and, you know, manners in their children. By the time they're 10, they, you know, they understand that, but there's a long way to go between just being polite and being truly cultivated and, and yes. sophisticated and well-developed. So I said, yes. okay, we need to bridge that gap. So, so yeah, that, that's a situation. Um, and I, and we would have never written the book if I still believed that, oh, well, there's, you know, everyone else has said it better. There's no need for me to write this. Exactly. And we wouldn't no. be having this conversation now, would we? We would not. <laughs> As my virtual tea is getting cold. Oh, yes. Sorry. The little human, she's just gotten distracted. And I'm not even going to tell you what she's doing now. Let's not even go there, right? So she's, she's being distracted. But, you know, that's a little human thing. You know, she oh. just, just gets distracted. Well, I will, I will remind her in a second. You know, she's doing something that I, I shouldn't tell tell the whole world. You know, we've got to keep some secrets in, in the house. Have, a lady has to have her secrets. Exactly. So we'll, we'll keep that for. So I will remind her in a second. Um, well, I feel better because I thought I actually had it, and I let it get cold. <laughs> no, I it's a little. Said anything? I should have let you keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> At my age, I don't know. The, the, they say the mind is the first thing to go. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Thanks. So I'm going to remind her now. So she stopped what she was doing. So she's having a little tickle on her legs. And so, you know, we do the, we take the toe, and we do the toe jigger. You know, it's like, this little piggy went to market. Oh. This little piggy stayed home. Okay, but just, she get a lot. she's being so quiet today. Usually on your other episodes, because I, I watch all your episodes, yeah. you can hear sort of laughing and chattering in the background. And I it's know. Like, it's so today cute. She... <laughs> and today she's so quiet. Yeah, because, you know, today has been one unusual day. So I was up from like 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Um, and then when she woke up, she then came and gave me a cuddle. And we oh. both fell asleep till like 12 o'clock. Um, oh, that's lovely. I know, right? Because I was thinking to myself, how am I going to survive today without any sleep, right? Right. Um, and then so she then had a nap. So even though she was meant to be processing your tea order, she then decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to have a nap now. So that's, <laughs> that's why she's been quiet. Um, so, yeah, so she's there and she's looking quite satisfied. So she's had her quote-unquote tea. Tea, oh. anybody? she's in a good place then she's she's relaxed and she's chilling and she's peaceful and we're having a good chat yeah it's all good it is it is okay so let me see what else do I want to know it's not every day I get such a nice author coming to my virtual cafe um not that I'm saying the other guests that are coming to my author are not good you know today it's just me and her which is a just a different unique experience it's a different it's a totally different vibe today all the other customers are, are away today <laughs> yes you know it's just it's just us you know i think i think it's the cold weather we're having in london it's quite deceptive you know sometimes it looks nice and sunny but then you step out and it's freezing cold and you're like oh my god right uh, well spring ever it's very warm here very very unusually warm actually 
Oh, we send we, some sunshine my way. Yeah, yes. I will I will airmail it to you. Please do, please do. Now, okay, if I was going to <laughs> let's say you saw your book, right? Let's say you didn't write your book, mm. right? And you were going to review um review your book. How would you review your book? Be honest. Um actually I I would I would I would I would give it, if not five stars, four and a half. Definitely four and a half. Of course, I think it's a five star book. <laughs> Actually, my my rate, my average rating right now on uh, Amazon is five stars. So I'm going to enjoy it while while I can because you know, eventually somebody comes along and is like, I don't like this book. Um, but um, it it's an extremely well written book. I think mm. one thing that sets it apart from other parenting books is it's a very approachable, a very warm, a very humorous, mm. uh, you know, book. Because if, if, if you're not enjoying if of course it's not, you know, a, a spy novel or a romance novel. Yes. But if you're not enjoying what you're reading, you're, you simply are not going to get as much out of it. So yes. it's important to us to keep it human, you know, to keep yes. it um, approachable. And, and, and I, think, I think we succeeded there. I also... Um, think that the book is a departure from typical parenting guides. Okay. Because um, it it's not so much it's it's not so much stuck in the moment. Mm. I guess you could say it's very forward thinking. Mm. And I think it's very contemporary. The book addresses modern issues like. Well, no, see, everybody, every author is always going to praise their own book. But you, yes, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, you tell me what, how can you critique your book? Like, what would you like, if you could do it again, right? Or if you needed to, what could you, do you feel that like you could have done better with your book? Because there's always room for improvement. Not, right. Nothing is 100% perfect, no matter how it is. There's always room for improvement. Oh, absolutely. I think that if we were to do the book over again, I think it would be beneficial to have divided the book into two sections that dealt with the same subject matter, the same issues, but divided it between younger children, let's say up to age 13, okay. and, then, and then teenagers, just dedicated teenagers. Because okay. al al although there are principles that apply to all children, yeah, um, there very much is a different, the approach is the same, but the implementation is different depending on the age of the child. Yes. And I think that... Um, it would have been, it would have been helpful. Although there is something actually, it's good that the book kind of addresses childhood in general, mm. because as the parent, as the reader, you know, you know, your, you know your child, and you know what applies to your child and what doesn't. Mm. And if if there's if there's something in the book that seems to apply to little children. Mm. Well, that might be the case for you in particular, uh, if that's, you know, the situation you're in with your child. But mm. if you're a parent of an older child, and let's say that they did not learn that when they were little, well, then you mm -hmm. still need to know it because you can go back and teach your child those things. Yeah. We, can't, I, we didn't want to assume that all of our readers or all of the parents out there who read our book, we can't assume that they did teach their children good manners when they were little. Yes. Yeah. So we did include uh, some chapters on, on just, you know, basic etiquette, table manners, mm. um, phone etiquette. So we didn't make it age specific because you might have a situation where you have a 14 year old 
who probably didn't uh, have access to those lessons when he was yeah. small. Yeah. So the mom can still, you know, take the basics and apply them to whatever age that her child you know, yeah. is currently at. So, um, so on the one hand, it, it, I could, I could see how it would have worked to divide it by age. Um, I think ultimately though, it's probably good that we let the parents make the decision yeah. about what information maybe to yes. disregard and then what yes. Yeah. Uh, but yes, children and teens are, are at a at a much different stage, and uh, you know, you you put the the suggestions uh, into mm. practice and in a different way. So, yeah. So I think that yeah. that's one thing that you know. Uh, I think if if we did it over again, that's something we would we would definitely tackle or approach. Basically, okay. it, it would almost be two books. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. No, that's 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 good. Um, no, that's just oh, you know, it's just such uh, overwhelming. Like you know, you just sort of have not overwhelming, but you know, when you just have so much to think about. Um, yes. So yes, yeah, okay. Now, mm, because it's just me and you, normally we would review, um, you know, another author's book and try to um, see what we said, you know, think about it and give that author feedback. But because today is a special one, and you are the only guest in our version today, <laughs> um, have you read, oh yes, I remember now. So let us give all aspiring authors a tip. After you wrote your book, what technology did you use in publishing it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, let's see. Well, of course we used uh, the KDP, um, viewer uh the the built-in um, application that kindle direct publishing makes available to its writers so they can actually preview their book the mm -hmm. way it's going to look on an actual kindle before they publish it yes and you would be surprised how many writers feel like they can skip this step because they've already reviewed their work you know on their their uh, tablet or on their desktop Yes, it's it's not the same animal. It is not the same. I don't, I don't know how to stress enough that mm. the formatting uh, issues from your computer to you know the the, the Kindle yeah. is so vastly different that there's absolutely no way you can catch the mistakes unless you look at it in the viewer. Yes, and if you spent you know months. Or, or however long it took you to write your book. If it took, if you put your your heart and soul into writing a book, and you spent months writing and researching and editing and proofing and getting beta readers, hmm. why would you not take the extra step to make yes. sure that it's formatted properly? So yes. that's that's one thing that we definitely took advantage of. And and every single time we thought it was was perfect. Um, Hmm. You know, my and, and you can't just go through a few chapters. You literally have to turn page to page. And it never failed. My husband would always catch a mistake, like, when he was almost finished uh, going hmm. through the pages. But it, it keeps you from putting out a product that's, uh, you know, less than its best. So we definitely took advantage of that. It's a wonderful tool. Um, hmm. Let's see. As far I use, I, I wrote the book. I use Google Docs. Uh, most people use Microsoft Word, and but I have to use Google Docs because it's it's more accessible for me because I have um, um, I, I have to use adaptive equipment because I'm legally blind. Yeah. 
Oh, really? Yes. Yes, I am. So, so I, I definitely couldn't approach uh, this, this whole writing and publishing uh, process oh, really? the way um, people who are fully sighted oh, really? do. Like, for example, my, my iPad, which I do all my, my writing on my iPad, yeah. um, it, has, it has voiceover technology. It has in, uh, inversion capabilities. It can invert the colors. So okay. it, it, it looks much different from what, you know, you guys, the way you guys see things. But um, it's, it's the way I function. And, and it, even though Apple is taking over the world, I have to say that, that I couldn't have done any of this without Apple products because... Their um, their handicap, their accessibility options. Mm. So far, they're they're almost you know equal to none as far as tablets go in word processing. Yeah. So uh, I use Google Docs, and then of course I convert it to Word, and um, I use VoiceOver on my iPad, and mm. basically that's it. You know, we you really don't need a lot of complicated software to publish, and yes, course, we can thank Amazon for that. Yes, yes. Oh, wow, that's that's good. Well, I guess, you know, next time you, you'll have to tell me more details of how you use um, Google Doc. You know, it's not something that I was, you know, aware of. But anyway, I'm not very technologically savvy. I um, used to be, but not anymore, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. But I, I find it fascinating. I love, I love new software, new technology. Mm. Um, it just, you know, it, it, it literally, it just opens up the world. It really yes. does. And especially for writers, that's important because we, we tend to spend so much time in our heads mm -hmm. or, or working on projects. Yes. So it's important for us to, to, to step out. Um, in fact, um, uh, I, um, I, I just kind of wanted to put it out there right quick, a little plug for yes. my company. It's called Blurb Perfect, um, B-L-U-R-B-P-E-R-F-E-C-T. Yeah. And basically what we do is we help writers to create amazing summaries and blurbs for their books. Yay. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of people, um, they, they can't quite understand why their book isn't capturing the audience that they intended for it to. But yes. as you know, if people, I mean, again, we're writers, but we're also readers. Yes. And when the summary, when the blurb doesn't pull you in, you're you're simply not going to try to find out anything more about that title. Yes, I know. I find I think a lot of authors struggle with you know sort of putting their best foot forward because they're so engrossed with the actual exactly. writing of the book itself. Oh Very wow! Fun. Well done. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that because I'm sure I I would I would know you know people ah! who would want to use your service. So listeners, if you want someone to use you know do your blurb for you, please contact this lovely lady. <laughs> blurperfect.com blurperfect.com are you on twitter um yes on twitter i'm uh oh tara tara <laughs> okay. all the good names were taken <laughs> so is that um at o as in orange t tara tara t a r a tara t a i can't even spell now o t a r a t a r a um almost it's uh at and then o o h uh tara tara oh. Ah, right. Okay. O-H-T-A-R-A-T-A-R-A. Uh, -A -A -A. Perfect. Okay. Right. Well, so people, you've heard her. You can contact her on um, Twitter. O-H, not just an O. O-H-T-A-R-A-T-A-R-A. -A -A -A. Oh, Tara Tara. Perfect. Yes. 
And she can help you with your blog descriptions. Okay, cool. So, just like normal style, have you read any indie books in the last year? And which ones, you know, uh, which has been the best one for you? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I, I have. I've, I've, I've read... Um... Uh, quite a few uh, indie books in the in the past year, as you know, being part of the indie community, it's it's yeah. definitely uh, what we do to support one another and and give each other that valuable uh, feedback. Yeah. Um, actually, I'd like to. There are uh, if if it's okay, there's three books that I I really uh, wanted to highlight. Uh, yeah. One book is um, um, called uh, The Book of Noah. Okay. The Book of Noah 323, and it's written by um, uh, G. Eric Francis, mm-hmm. and uh, you can you can find the book on on Amazon. And it's just, it's it's basically his memoir. Uh, he wrote a book about uh, being a dad to a special needs son. His son has uh, both Down syndrome and autism, oh, and the book is really heartwarming and and uh, it's a really special book because. He talks about the the tr- he tells his truth in such a way as to not uh, make it seem like there are no tough days or there are no days when he struggles with yeah. you know the situation that he's he and his wife and his other son have found themselves in. Yeah. But it's also a book about hope and yeah. and and beauty and finding the grace and the and the small moments, the everyday moments, and realizing mm-hmm. that even adversity can be a gift. Yes. So the book is very uh, uplifting and um, actually make a great Father's Day present as well. Um, oh, and I and nice. I also read a really interesting uh, romance novel by. Uh, the book is called uh, Moan, which kind of makes it sound like a vamp, a zombie book. But <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Moan. Yeah. And and romance isn't even really. It's not really my my. It's not even really in my top three as far as genre. Yeah. Um, but when it's done well, it's it, it can really be a, a good read, like Laura Kinsale's books. But this mm. book is by uh, Kenya Wright. And it was really unusual because um, the the hero and the heroine, the, the, the leading lady and the leading man. Yeah. You actually believe that they really could have this relationship. There was, mm. it's not that they were both so absolutely perfect and so beautiful that they were just destined to be together because they're the most gorgeous people in the room. It mm. really didn't have that feel to it. It felt like there was some undercurrent of, of actual maybe destiny. Yeah. I know it sounds really cheesy, but you really could believe that these characters could never be with anyone but the other. So when they so when they finally got together, it was just very gratifying in a way that I find that some romance novels they don't really convince me that you know you know that the author put them together, but in real yes. life would they really be together? You know. Yeah. So I thought this book was um, very unique on that front, and and the, the characters have a very interesting backstory. So I won't I won't give away any any plots, but. Um, okay. Okay. But yeah, some good books. And then I read a really good business book uh, uh, called, um, it's by Kenneth Bader. Okay. And basically it says the, the formula for business success is mm. uh, B plus C plus um, S, which is um, branding plus culture. Oh, he's going to kill me for getting the title wrong. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's about uh, branding and then creating the, the culture or the corporate co- corporate culture. Um mm that your company will will operate within 
yeah. and, then strat- and then strategy. And it was a really good book for me because I'm, I'm working on my brand and it, it gave me a lot of information about basically you have to live your brand because yes. if it's not, if it's not organic, mm-hmm. you're never going to convince customers to, to believe in, in your product. So yes. it was, it was a really good book. Oh, wow. Well done. Do you know these authors, all three of them? Um, I, I'm, I, I know I'm not really, I don't really know Miss Wright that well. Um, um, I, I do, I know Eric, mm. uh, Mr. I know Eric Francis, uh, through emails. We, we've kept okay. in touch through emails, um, as he, you know, is putting the finishing, finishing touches on his book. Mm. Cause I, I, the book was very in, inspiring for me personally. Mm. And again, you don't, you know, I don't, you don't have to have a special needs child to to identify with with what he's going through as a parent. Of course, of course. Right, and so um, it's it's really been um, a pleasure to to get to know you know him. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I wish him the best. You know, him yeah. and his beautiful family. Yeah. So and and uh, Kenneth Bader, um, I actually reviewed his book. And he reached out to me to do a segment on his LinkedIn uh, page. He did. He he does a segment called "52 Weeks of Business Success." Okay. So that was pretty exciting. That was that was a bit of an honor. So, so you know, and it pays to to communicate with people. It pays to reach out, and mm. that that's one thing about the indie writing community that is. Um, I think I think that is especially encouraging. We mm. face our challenges, as you know, but there's also a, a certain beauty to the fact that we're all, you know, in this together. Of course, of course, mm. of course. Okay, well, you know, you can you can tell the you know the authors, you know, that you've given them a shout out because I'm sure, <laughs> you know, um, one of the things that I found out, you know, since starting you know my virtual cafe is that you know sort of. I do a bit of research and what people sort of see, because, you know, a lot of time people go on and worry about stats and figures and whatnot, whatnot. And, right. you know, I stumbled upon, you know, this um, article, was it article or was it Reddit? Something. Anyways, I, I'm always on the internet, you know, doing research anyway. And mm. somewhere I stumbled upon something. And, you know, one of the reasons why, and, you know, people worry about reviews on podcasts and go, please review, please review. And what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who listen to um, podcasts, you know, saying that the way podcasts are set up is that they don't necessarily allow for reviews to be done because right. what most people do with their podcast is they download it onto their phone or their whatever device it is and they listen to it when they're in the middle of doing something else. So they're exactly. not, you know, like with a YouTube video, you're actually watching it at the same time. So it's yeah. easy for you to then leave a comment, you know, you know, or if you're reading a blog, for instance, you know, at the point of views, you can then just leave a comment, leave a review, you know, do sort of things, you know, you're able to do that action in real time. Yeah. Whereas with a podcast, if you download a podcast to your phone, for instance, right. And let's say you like a podcast so much, you know, um, and you know, you want to go back and listen. So I've had people who say, Oh, you know, listen to podcasts when they're taking their dog out for a walk or they're, you know, they're working out at the gym. So it's quite difficult for them people to, when they're doing something to then leave a comment, you know, on there. But I have had people who have emailed me to leave me a comment, you know, just from, you know, the, the podcast. Um, right. Because when they, they do remember. So please do give tell your you know your author friends that you know you've given them a shout out. Um, the way podcasters maybe you know they they might not see um, immediate response. You know it's because again it's not a point of sale type of transaction. You know because some people they go oh yes well I want to see how much engagement that I get 
Um, exactly. It doesn't work that way, you know, because people might see it, put it at the back of their head, and then they were like, oh, actually, I need a new book. Oh, yes, I don't remember something on the Shangri-La right. Salon. They have a thousand things on their mind, and like, I was supposed to do something. What was I supposed, something about a podcast. Oh, I got to do that. Right. If you know, so, at the time, it's a little harder to recapture. Yes, but the, you know when they do make if, if they find that they, if they get in value out of it, you know they they will then go at a point later. So you know you can tell your friends you know that you've given them a shout out on this on this you know new show, and you know who knows at some point you know someone might think oh you know what I actually remember listening to that show and you know where you know um Shekilola had Tara on you know and Tara was talking about this you know thing about her book. I think I'm going to go give it a check you know shout you know check out you know go ugh, I can't even speak properly anymore. I'm just going to go you know check it check it out you know but it might not be because you know we've recorded it today and then they will go and take action today you know right. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't you know work um that way um okay well thank you for you know recommending i haven't you know written uh, read much um the book that i read last week was the last one that um that i talked about on my show last week was the last one that i've read uh because i've been sort of working really hard you know on my on my latest um book you know which is called here today and Ode yeah you've got a mother's day release coming up well, Mother's Day in the UK is past. I think in different countries, Mother's Day is different. So in the UK, oh. it's, it's March the 6th. Um, so oh, it's, it's gone. Okay. Um, so yes, oh, actually. Our Mother's Day is in May. I wondered why you were so stressed out. <laughs> I was like, she's got like two months. But oh, I see, I see. Yes, our Mother's Day is in May. Right. Yeah. No, I think oh, oh. this year, I think. Okay. No, our one's just our ones just um gone so when i started you know writing it i had an idea i just wanted to do something short you know to you know honor mothers you know because i think you know mothers mothers are the backbone of society they and are. you know to just give just hassle to say you know what i appreciate you my mother you know future mothers you know all of those things you know just to say you know and then you know i had all these lovely you know from the indie community because i don't know you're on goodreads and i talk about goodreads a lot because it's definitely helped me out quite significantly yes. Um, as as an author, um, and so I met all these people, you know, who were kind enough to review, you know, the first manuscript for me, and everyone seemed to say they really loved it. Um, right. But someone then sort of said, "Well, why don't you walk it out a little?" So when I was, I wanted it originally to be a nice short story. Mm -hmm. I then went back to the drawing board, and that's the beauty of self-publishing, you know, because exactly. you can literally just go and press upload and get a new version um, out out there um, immediately. Uh -huh. um, so I then went back, you know, to then bulk it up. Um, and so that's literally what I've just finished. Um, ah, second edition. I love it. Yes. Um, so which I, I, I think it's good. Uh, well, actually, no, I find, right, that just sort of thinking about it. So let's say I'm going to do a review of my writing. So the first book that I wrote, right, yet to did The Life and Times of Your Black Girl in London, I thought it was good. You know, I mean, you're an author, you know, you're going to think whatever you do, you're not going to think right. you're, you're really rubbish, right? <laughs> right? So I thought it was good. Then, now, taking all the things and feedback that I had gotten, and then, you know, sort of writing this one, I think, actually, I have grown. You know, this, this is where, you know, authors need to do continued professional development. I think yes. I've now developed, you know, from where I was last year with my first book to where I am you know, today with this next book. Right. So that's why so it's making me feel a bit proud of myself that you know what? I've actually grown. So who well, knows? But but you understand that that you know we we have to grow. Like if, if we don't we just stagnate. Um, yes. so I mean 
you, you, you really don't take those steps towards developing as a writer unless you realize that this isn't as good as it gets. I have to keep growing. Exactly. You know, so that's, that's my advice. You know, sometimes when you have, because I focus, I try, I know lots of people don't give me, try to, they sort of try to be, I think they're trying to be nice and giving me only good feedback. But, you know, so sometimes I look for the underlying thing where they say, oh, okay, well, maybe if you had done something, and I try to take those feedbacks and then apply it you know, to mm-hmm. the next book to just sort of make sure. So whereas a lot of people say, oh, yes, it's good, it's good, it's nice, and that. When people just say, oh, maybe you could do this, I just sort of latch onto it like a leech. It's like, oh, okay, that's a little <laughs> point of improvement there. Let, let's grab onto it. Let, let's grab onto <laughs> it. And that's funny. That's, that's, but you're right. That's true. That's where beta readers are so invaluable. Yes, yeah. So I, I need to give a shout out to absolutely every single beta reader out there. Even if you've not read my book, thank you so much because you help to get exquisite books out there. And you know exactly. it's exquisite because you know all those who haven't gotten beta readers, you know, you can you can tell that you know it might be good, but it could have been better if they had a wider range of opinion, you know, absolutely. out there. So big you shout out those- to all the beta readers out there. <laughs> you need those second and third and fourth pair of eyes. And, and yes. isn't that, I mean, Goodreads is so amazing for that. I mean, if if Amazon is sort of like the formal living room, then yes. Goodreads is like the family room where you can kick off your shoes. Yes. I think that's a difference between those two. Yes, no, definitely. Um, but, uh, and, and something also that I, you know, again, and because it was also a Mother's Day thing, you know, and I, you know, again, being a mom myself, you know, I, I believe that children are the future and, you know, and I think, you know, so we, we all need to be, you know, work as a community to nurture them because they are the future of the human race. You know, imagine, you know, imagine if we didn't do anything, if we didn't support them, you know, we're going to just go backwards and it's going to be like, oh, 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 closer to extinction. Exactly, you know. So um, that's why I, I, I um, partnered, you know, I was doing a bit of research again and then I came across this. Um, charity, the UK charity, perchance, you know, it was all it was all serendipity. Um, I, I didn't I didn't even know about them, but then they're a UK charity, and they were one of the smaller ones. I just thought, you know, what these are a good charity that I would like to grow with, you know, as a writer, and you know, try and use, you know, to support them, you know, with my work. Um, and that's why I sort of said, you know, I sort of come out. I said, you know what, right? I'm not, I'm not the most popular author out there. You know, I've only, I've been at this journey on less than a year. I think my mm-hmm. first book, you know, was published August 2015. So that's over September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Oh, so yes, I've been at this what seven months now. Right. Um, you know, so I, I've not, I, I've not got some amazing fame or anything. I mean, hopefully with time, you know, the book will get better. Um, that I would like people to recognize my work, not so much as my name. Uh, I, I would like my work to be you know, recognized. But as we're getting there, you know, I would like to support this. Author. So I said to them that, you know what, I would like to pledge you a small amount. So the same thing, in, you know, it's not, the books are not the most expensive. And by the time, you know, uh, Amazon takes all their charges and whatnot. Right. And then in the exactly. UK, they also include VAT. So they take VAT out of it. Then Amazon takes its own cut before whatever it is is their leftover and then sends it to me. What little slices left for you? <laughs> so GAT, I said, is GAT like, um, is it a tax? VAT, so value-added tax, yes. Oh, I see, I see, VAT, okay. Yeah, um, so yes, yeah, so I said, you know, whatever is leftover that comes, you know, I, will, I will take a little chunk out of it, just a little bit, because I've got a little human as well that, you know, I've got to start saving for college and university and all of those fancy things. 
And if I want if I want to take her abroad as well to go and study different languages, exactly. so I'll give a little chunk out of it, you know, to sort of help them, you know, with their with their work. So you know, if you're listening, you know, please help me help them out. Um, you know, go and go and get a copy because I will I will be given you know a small portion. Um, oh, so it's it's for a good cause. That's an even better reason uh, to 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 um, to read to support. Yes. What what is is serendipity? Is it only in the UK? What do they focus on? Oh no, they're not. They're they're that's not their name. They're called Jigsaw for you. <laughs> oh wait, wait. You mean Jigsaw the clothing store? No, no, it's a charity. So if you do, if you if you type into Google Jigsaw for you, so Jigsaw, then the number four, um, then you, as in just you for umbrella. So Jigsaw for you, it's a UK charity. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll check them out. I'll, I'll definitely check them out. Yes, I mean I wrote a little um, post about them on my blog. So if you're on my website, you can you can sort of see. So it's all into their websites as well and the different ways. So I mean apart from buying my book, there are other ways you can support them. You know, make donations, do fundraisers. You know, it's for a good cause. You know, we're all helping children. You know, out there because I just think that you know the world. We need to work together more as a community. Right. Um, this is just my own way that I think, you know, and I know I'm not the best person. I, I don't know everything. I just feel like this is my own little way to help, you know, in the community of children. Because if you think about it, right, mm-hmm. parents, we all need help because we don't know, you know, you can be walking down the street, right? And, you know, boom, something happens to you. And then your child, uh, you know, a parent less. You know, Absolutely. it's got to be someone to take that child. And even if the exactly. government takes them, it's got to be some, someone still has to look after that child. And, you know, you can only sort of hope that you've, you've earned enough good karma whilst you're alive to make right. sure that the people who take your children in, you know, they will, they will, they will look after your, your children. But actually saying that, saying that, this exact thing was what was I was reading in, my, in the last book. So it's by this lady called Mel- Melanie Topper, and it's called Angel's Kiss. Um... And basically, so the character in her book, the main female character, the main female character. Um, so she's. This is all spoiler alert. Um, so she's an earthbound angel. So instead of the angels that are in heaven, apparently right. God made some earthbound angels, so that in case of the apocalypse, you know, like how Satan was cast out of um, heaven. So in case the yes. angels misbehave, you know, God then has you know like a backup plan of angels that you know. <laughs> the start of the apocalypse will then activate it. You know, like how you have like sleeper cells in the government and they have, right. they have like a secret code to activate them. Um, so he's got earthbound angels, but then these earthbound angels, they don't know they're earthbound angels until an unnatural event that activates them. So oh she my then, goodness. Yeah, right? So I she, love it. So, so, wait, so they're just, you know, living their lives and, and, you know, walking around and they think they're mortal and then something... Yeah, so unnatural happens and it activates there. Yeah, so this 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 the the main character, uh, she was bit by a vampire, and so that was what you know activated her. So I'm just going to skip many uh, pages down. And at one point, you know, her mom was killed. Her dad was killed by vampires, and then her mom was converted, you know, bitten and turned into a vampire. But then they left her, you know in their apartment right Mm -hmm. so the government then finds her or the police or whatever you know find her and put her in foster care and because they she was locked up in a box you know she didn't really like boxes and um so what what happened you know so basically she was then being classed as a troubled child right she was you know tossed from foster 
Can you hear me? It faded out a little. Yeah, because the little human decided to take out the headphones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so she, um, you know, she was then tossed from foster home to foster home. And eventually she then got put into one that the foster parents or foster carers then said it's the last chance um, home. Because if she doesn't, if she gets kicked out of that foster home, they were going to put her in an institution. Oh, and so it was her last strike? Yes, basically. Mm. And so there, they then abused her. By age 14, she had had two abortions. Oh, my they, God. They put her in a shoebox and said, well, if you do not behave, we will kick you out and you will go into an institution. So this is your last chance hotel. So... You know, so that's why I just think, you know what, you, when you're not there, even when you're there, you don't know what the future is. So that's why I just think, you know what, let's all try and, you know, set up a bit of good karma. Let's start sowing good karma. Let's, you know, because we don't know those people, the children who, whatever. Exactly. They find themselves and they didn't plan, they didn't say to God, okay, come and send me to earth and put me in this situation. I don't think anyone wants to have that sort of situation. So right. whatever little you can do, you know, to sort of help, then please, um, Please do if you're able to. Oh my gosh. You know, that that was I think that was so scary. I think that's the honestly the best way to, to get to get that point across. Yeah, no, because the thing is I didn't even plan on talking about, you know, this book because I'd already spoken about it briefly last week when when I had some other guests in the in the virtual cafe. Um but you know, when just because of what we were saying, it kind of just reminded me of that particular because she had a moment where she was feeling a bit sad and she was like well what would my life have been like if my parents were still alive right you know and so you know you just see and so basically she then became um you know so guys were using her a lot of the time and she just sort of felt you know she just it made her sort of numb to pain um so to speak and it just sort of just it just sort of almost felt right to say it because you know that was what i had read recently and you know that you know very right it was very relevant Yes, um, it kind of gives you a little like a shiver up your spine, doesn't it? It does. It does. Right. It does. Um, so yes, please, you know, if you if you are able to, I mean, this is not. I didn't even plan to, you know, to say this, but you know, it's just one of those things where you know something just relevant just comes up, and you just think, well, if you can help any, you know, even if you don't want to give to charity, you know, and you see someone, you know, just do something like you know, we're we're all a community. Let's let's. I try not to listen to the news too much because there's just so much bad news going on. Uh, but if you can do something nice, then please, um, please do. Well, all of the positive energy, I mean, it has to count for something. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, sorry, my darling. Um, my little human has totally just messed up your, 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 your <laughs> the order. I'm going to have to give her a telly off later on, off the camera. You know, it's like, little human, why did you not get her nice camel tea? She said, because I'm taking up too much of mommy's time. Did you get her off? She, oh, she mimicked you. She copied you. That was perfect. Oh. Oh, my God. See, now, I don't think, I don't think you could, any cameraman could have ever, you know, ever planned that to happen. Oh, my God. And, and you know what? And now it's recorded forever. You can always go back and listen to it. She copied you perfectly. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> I feel better because I felt really jealous of your other guests because your your daughter was always 
you know, so active and, and just so cute and running around during their shows. But I feel much better now because, oh, good, <laughs> because good. I got to I got to hear that. <laughs> She's off now. She's off now, so that's that's why. Before she was sort of having a snooze. So she's, she's up now and just things. <laughs> oh, she's she's chattering. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any freebies for us? I know we like freebies. I like freebies. Do you have a giveaway? Do oh, I have? love freebies. Freebies are awesome. Um, I absolutely would be so happy to give away a, a copy of, of our book, Beyond Good Manners, How to Raise a Sophisticated Child. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also going to throw in for your, your wonderful uh for your wonderful audience, um, a, a free session uh, with blurbperfect.com, uh, www.blurbperfect.com. So um, even if, if, if any writers out there are not currently working on a project, mm-hmm. um, if, you, if you notice that maybe sales of your current book are not quite what you'd want them to be, well, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, connect with us. Uh, go to our website and connect with us and you know maybe we can look at your summary and see if it could be a little bit better um oh, fabulous, fabulous, so fabulous. so I, we will we will uh be glad to 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 do that for one of your your lucky viewers so what do they need to do then to get this free free offer um to in order to to uh to sign up for the giveaway for the book and for uh, a free session at blurb doctor, excuse me, blurbperfect.com. Um, they just need to follow me on Twitter, and that is at otaratara, and that's O H T A R A T A R A. And um, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be uh, picking the winner, and I'll and I'll let you post uh, the results on your show. And also, the the winner will get a chance to have their book listed on the Blurb Perfect uh, website, which also, of course, will link back to their book. Nice. So a, l- a little bit of promotion, a little bit of promotional work there. No, that's fine. Oh, when they're connecting on Otara, I think they, they could um, hashtag the Shekilola Salami show, then at least you know they're from here. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yes. Yes. Okay. So when, so what period is this just going to be ongoing or are you going to put this up only for a limited time? I'm going to let it run through my birthday, April 21st. Okay. So to, to give readers, uh, you know, plenty of time to, uh, to, to sign up for the giveaway. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll also, of course, I'll be promoting it on, on Goodreads. But April 21st, which is my birthday, a good, t- a good day to shut it down. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. After you've had loads of cake. Yes, absolutely. Oh, cake. Don't get me started. My husband, <laughs> you know, my husband says, you know, he says, honey, you know, I, I get it. You like cake, but, but really I just made you one last week. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of my weakness right now. You know how you go through stages where you just want a certain thing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm that, I'm that person. I'm that, I'm that person right now that's eating a lot of cake. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I try comfort food that's what i tell myself i try i try not to bake too much because i just think it's so delicious um, yeah I you bake so you made the banana cookie so you must bake oh yes i do <laughs> oh wow my husband you know actually my husband is a really good baker he's a pretty good he's a pretty good cook 
Um, but he also bakes really well, so I, I admire that skill, of course. Yeah, See, I've got a secret ingredient that I use in my cakes. Oh. Applesauce? No. Oh, it no. For screw applesauce. What do you what do you what do you use? Oh, should I tell? Should I tell? Should I tell? Oh no, no. We you know when it comes to books, everybody loves a cliffhanger, but not not when it comes to recipes. You got a dish. You got a spill. butter out of it yeah get out of here <laughs> how yeah, I, uh, that, no, i've been thinking of writing it out in a book um, oh my but, you know my sister's gonna see this episode and there's no way you can't not tell me because she really needs to know this <laughs> my sister's an amazing cook how did you how do you make butter out of just go on youtube there are loads of videos i'm not gonna tell you why just go on youtube okay and you know, homemade butter, and it's literally Okay, like, you, I'll work, you make me work for it, but okay, yes, I, I, I will check it out. But, you know, the beauty about it is that, so I have my nice homemade butter, right? Then the mm-hmm. byproduct of the butter, the buttering process, or the churning process, is buttermilk. But this right. is better than buttermilk, because it's got no chemicals and fancy things in there. And so, I add a drizzle of it in my baking. So I make homemade bread, and I use buttermilk, homemade buttermilk, I make homemade wow. pancakes and I use homemade buttermilk. So instead of regular milk, I use homemade buttermilk. And in my cakes, I use homemade buttermilk. And then when I do my cookies as well, I use homemade buttermilk. Oh my! And I bet it's so moist. Oh my God, Lord, don't even get me. That is like diabetes waiting to happen. It's like diabetes, <laughs> and my little girl, oh my God, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is diabetes waiting to happen. It is so good. You know what I'm supposed to be? But there are no this- chemicals. It's it's okay. It's it's I fine. There are no it's chemicals. So, it is so delicious. And you just think, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's comfort food. It's okay. There is this cafe um, in Clapham, southwest London. And it's called Bread Exeterra. And that was the first place I learned how to, um, I had um, pancakes with homemade buttermilk. And literally, when I had the first bite of my pancakes in the, in the cafe, right, I went, oh. <laughs> you were like, I never, I never tasted buttermilk before. I thought I had. Yeah, but this was the pancake was so delicious. And then when I made my pancake, right, using homemade buttermilk, I then go, oh my God, this is like, did it taste like it? Did it taste just like it? Oh, it was good. It was better because I didn't use instead of just plain one. I didn't right. Right. Oh my gosh. Apple buttermilk pancakes. Right. And it was. It was. Did you put cinnamon in it? Did you use cinnamon? No, I didn't. Just apples, grated apples. Apples. Yes, and it's like crazy too. Even though I made it. I just thought, oh my god, this is a food gadget. I just 
expense of food gasoline. You've never had so much good ones, seriously. Now you're like, oh my god, we should go. Okay, please get away from my family. Oh friend. my, you know what? You're making me hungry. But I have a question. Okay, from from across the pond. Yeah. You can ask me anything you want to know about America. Okay. But I want to ask you, what is this whole thing with 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 clotted cream and Brits? What is clotted cream? Is that like, is that like it doesn't sound good. I'm sure it's delicious, but it doesn't oh sound God. good. How can it not sound good? Oh my God, it is the most delicious. Oh, you know what? That was the first foodgasm of my life, right? Right. Oh, hello. Yeah. Then now you have to tell me. <laughs> I can't. It's a taste. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just one of those ones where you take it and then you see yourself. You're just moaning and you're just thinking, "Oh my God, this is heaven. This is heaven in my but mouth." But what right? is it? I mean, is it like is it like whipped cream? Because we call it we call it whipped cream. Is it like whipped cream? No, it's no. I don't really. Is it like yogurt? Yeah, it's it's got that sort of yogurt. It's not a yogurt. I don't. Oh my god, I'm quite embarrassed. I don't know how to describe clotted cream. You just know it's, it's like, heavenly. Yes, it's like butter. That's, I think that's the closest. It's like butter. So you have your scope, you put your clotted cream, and you put your strawberry jam on it, and then you right. put it in all the flavors. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, well, if it's like butter, I'm in. You know, it just the name sounds so strange. Like when I think of of clotted anything, I I think of like you know, packed red blood cells or something. I don't know, but <laughs> it just doesn't sound good. But okay. Clotted cream, that's the first fruit gasm, right? So I think it's the whole pack is called cream teas, right? And it's just one of those ones where you should have it once in once. Oh, in wait, okay. If it's like cream cheese, I'm in. Yeah, so it's like butter and cream cheese because it's quite thick. So it's not wet, like it's not flowy. You just right. Oh, I got. Oh, okay. I got you. Yes, and I think right. It's just things that you have once a year, right? Because mm. it is so delicious, right? That if you have it too much, you then become sick, and you know it's just one of those you just think, oh my god, this is <laughs> so it's that good that you don't want to stop eating it. Exactly. Seriously, like oh my god, and especially when you have the best scones ever, right? You don't want the crumbly type scones because some scones when they make it, they're not very nice and they start to crumble. Whereas you have the ones that just retain their shape. It's nice and it's like, oh my God, how is this? We're supposed to be talking about books and somehow we've turned this into a food show. But you know what? <laughs> books are the books are the food of life. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I know my way around a scone. I, I love a delicious scone. Yeah, so, so if it's the clotted cream thing, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, so go and get good. And I think the best one so far, the best clotted cream that I've had is the one that's called Rosa. So it's Rosa's clotted cream. They should pay me for profit. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be in our grocery stores. I think if I ever have it, I'll have to make it. Yeah, because I think Rosa's is a UK brand. So exactly. How, how Just like we're, we don't have Rosa's. No, fuck UK things. How dare they? Oh, we don't we don't have we don't have wave rose we you know we but i i'm sure i'm pretty sure you know if i can't make it i know my sister can both my yeah. sisters cook so okay so, um that they'll, they'll maybe they'll help me figure it out i know yeah. my brother made his own butter so nice. my brother's an excellent cook as well so so it's just you're just the only one who doesn't cook oh honey i cook i'm from <laughs> the south i cook 
Yes, oh, I, I, I do it. You know, actually, cooking is what relaxes me, especially when I'm writing, because yeah. I, I can sit at my desk. I can write for five, six hours at a time without even, mm. you know, taking a break. And next thing you know, I'm like, OK, it's what you know, what what day is it? Yeah. So sometimes mm. I just have to, you know, step away from from what I'm working on. And the only thing that I have enough energy to do is to cook. I really love to cook. Mm. So, and then my husband and I, we're, we're big foodies. So yeah. it's, it's how, it's how I relax. Yeah. yeah good, good, but some good. things I, I probably let other people, you know, tackle some things I don't know how to, to cook that. My husband is actually, he's a much better baker than I am. So, oh, okay. so cool, cool, cool. Anywho's I'm going, I'm going to have to rush us soon because little humans have done something. You know the type that makes you go, mm, that's a very delicious smell. Ah, so she she needs she needs some attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the food talk. I think it inspired yes. her. And inspired her. She thinks, let's create space in the in the tummy, right? So that exactly. Mom, no, mommy's talking about food. We need to create space just in case she makes. Mommy hasn't made pancakes, so I said to myself, I will make pancakes. <laughs> it, it, it's Only a timer. Exactly. <laughs> it's that's so her alarm going off. Yes. So that's it. I but guess that's it, what you call the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> but anyway, so yes, that's, 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 my, that's my secret ingredient. I, I'm just like, I can't believe I told you my secret ingredient now. Um, but it's all, it's all good. Let's, it, let's it, just. That's just, you know, you're just showing love to the, to the right, to the writing and reading community. Yes. I'm going to see if I can, I'm going to see if I can, it can get my sister to make it. I know she will. She's, and she's very, she's an organic cook, just like you. So any alternative to, to anything out of a box and then she'll do it. Oh yes. You know something that she could try, right? In my bread, I don't, so I don't use any chemicals at all, apart from yeast, which I guess into it so i think you do you guys call it zucchini so I yeah that into it so to me i feel i've got all the vitamins and minerals and all the goodies and it's good for your bowel movement you know you don't want to be straining i agree <clears throat> exactly so i put i put oats and i grate zucchini and then sometimes i use carrots instead that but nice- you know what that would make it really that would make it moist but also really delicious zucchini bread is very popular um in the south where i'm from okay so, so yeah, you're on, you're on to something there. Because in the, in the UK, when you go to the supermarket, they are literally only just plain, 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 plain. Or then you might have, uh, what is it, brown bread, and then you might have some with walnuts or fancy nuts. But I don't think I've seen any zucchini bread in the supermarket. Really? Oh, you see, you could start something. Yeah. You so could really I, start something. I it's I delicious, though. Bread. It is. It's super moist. I, I find that when I use the buttermilk, right? It makes the bread extra, so it makes it sh- not stringy, but how do I do it? So it's a dense but right. It's a dense right, moist, really, yeah. Yes. So you only words you would let's say for instance you would have normally have four slices of regular bread, but this you literally only need two. And then when I'm feeling greedy, right, because my mouth is like, oh my god, this is so delicious, I should have an extra slice, even though I'm full. <laughs> And this is me being greedy, and I admit that I am being greedy. I would have three slices, 
Exactly. It doesn't just crumble in your mouth. Yes. Whereas right. it's nice and subtle. When little humans bite into it, it's nice and soft. And then you can imagine when you dump it into hot milk. Oh. <laughs> that sounds that sounds really, really good. I love I love banana. Banana anything, banana foods. My husband hates bananas, oddly enough, but and he doesn't like tomatoes, can you imagine? True. So what do you eat then? Well, you know, he, he likes tomato products. Like, he can eat spaghetti or pizza. Oh. But just to eat, like, a ripe tomato or a tomato that's still pretty, you know, tomato-like, he doesn't like it. Oh, he, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I understand. I don't eat raw tomatoes either. I eat tomato products. So I wouldn't right, know. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, your, so your next book is going to be a cookbook. Well, I'm thinking about it. So not it's not going to be a typical recipe recipe. It's going to be what I'm thinking of doing. It's making it one of those ones where I'm going to give you ideas of how to make. So I'm thinking, I haven't finished. I'm thinking of how to feed a toddler healthy meals. Something right. like that's what I'm playing around in my head. You know, so instead of making, you know, biscuits that have no nutritional value, um, you know, you can make, you know, nice soft biscuits that have got fruit. So that at least you know that that's one where your little human is having um extra fruits in there exactly um and you know again my zucchini or like we say here courgette bread or carrot bread you know that sort of thing so that's what i think it's going to be more sort of inspiration where so instead of i love it i love and you you don't have to and you don't have to beg a child to eat a a biscuit or a cookie no because i think my we've got a nice musical tin so i turn it sort of like a clockwork type so you turn it and then it starts singing so i open it and then she just chooses and picks one herself. And you just go, yep, that's it. Oh, oh, that is what, well, if you, if you do that cookbook, then, you know, I'll be your first customer because um, I've got little, little nieces and, you know, back in North Carolina and little, well, one little nephew and one almost, well, not so little nephew anymore, but, <laughs> but, but, they, but we all really, really do try to, to, uh, feed them healthy food and it's it's not easy because there's so much junk out there to tempt to tempt yes. you yes but then it's also the bonding experience because what my little human likes to do she comes and sits on the well she asks me to put her on the table on the countertop so then she sits and then she watches me um as, as i cook so that's your nice little bonding experience oh i love it oh well you know what you know I have to tell you, you're doing everything in, in my book without even knowing it. <laughs> when you when you finally have a few moments to sit down with the book and you yeah. turn to the chapter on, on fine cuisine, yes. you're going to say, I could have written this chapter. Ah, see, see, yes. see. It's a very intuitive approach. Oh, perfect. 
Perfect, perfect. Well, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. Thank you for stopping. And I'm sorry we couldn't get you your virtual your chamomile tea. I will have <laughs> to speak, put a word to management, you know, and tell this little human how to ensure she does better customer service. <laughs> but she, but she, she made such a, she made, she made my day with, with her, with her sing song with, when she copied you. That was really beautiful. I know that was just perfect timing. That was wonderful. She's, she's totally stole the show. And I love it. <laughs> But that's okay. I got some some really good uh, baking pointers. So, you know, I'd rather have that than chamomile tea. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Thank so you. Then, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for stopping by. Okay, well, thank you, everyone. Um, See, I've lost my talk. See, normally I'm supposed to do my nice little spell, like, you know, if you want to be in the audience for my nation. But I think you've seen enough episodes now. So just get in touch. Send me an email or drop me a message on Twitter. Enter um Tara's competition, you know. You know, make, make her feel special. You know, make enter a competition. Win her book. If you want a blurb description, then please do help her out as well. Um, So all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> If you like the show, please help me out and spread the word. Tell all your friends and family and connect with me as well. My my name on Twitter, what's my name on Twitter? Um, I think I'm the only Shagila Lassalami on Twitter, uh, but my handle is at Yetunde1, which is I for India, Y for Yankee, A for Apple, Y for Yankee, E for Echo, C for Tunde, uh, U for Umbrella, <clears throat> N for November, D for Dog, E for Echo, then the number one. So... I-Y-A-Y-E-T-U-N-D-E-1. <clears throat> so see you again next week on the Shaggy Lola Salami Show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, Tara. Bye. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Yeah, bye.